This is New Bedford's news talk station. The place where the South Coast comes to talk about all the hottest issues locally and beyond. This is WBSM. Call in to have your voice heard at 508-996-0500. Or open up the WBSM app and hit app chat to text us. Or open line to leave us a voicemail. Let's hear it, South Coast. Welcome back in, third and final hour of the program here on Tuesday. And again, if you are just waking up, well, where have you been? We've been here for the last two hours. Why are you just getting up now? We got nothing else to do all day? Lazy? No, I'm just kidding. If you are just waking up, though, you might not have heard that the bear has made it to New Bedford. Maybe the bear, maybe a bear. Needless to say, there was a black bear spotted in New Bedford last night at around 7.30 p.m. in the neighborhood off Mount Pleasant Street by Lang Street. So it was actually captured on video, and it's been seen in a few other areas around that portion of the city. So if you have a ring camera, if you have some cameras outside your home, you may capture some footage of the bear. And you know what? If you capture footage of the bear or a photo of the bear, You can always send it to us via the WBSM app. You can just open it up and hit the send audio video button, and you can send in your video clips. You can send in your photos. You can even send the photos via the app chat as well. But just remember to stay away from the bear. Don't approach the bear. Let the bear be. Admire nature from a distance. And these cell phone cameras, by the way, are amazing. You don't need to be close to the bear to get a great shot of the bear especially if you know how to use your phone's camera. I don't know how to use my phone's camera at all. I go to, I was at my son's graduation last year and I was messing around with some of the settings and was amazed that I could zoom from across the gym all the way pretty much like up his nose and have a clear picture. As like, I had no idea that my camera could do this. Here I am trying to get as close to the action as I can. Every time I take a photo, I could get... Beautiful photos of something from far away. Do that when it comes to a bear. Get a beautiful photo from far away. Do not get close to the bear because the bear doesn't care about you getting that great shot for the gram. He just cares about getting something to eat. And if you get in his way, that could be a serious problem. But you can read about that at WBSM.com and on the app, both about the bear's appearance in Dartmouth yesterday and also making his way or her way or their way into New Bedford. So that's one thing we can discuss. I know bears have been a hot topic for the past couple of days. But also, this story out of Freetown, this very screwy story out of Freetown, I'm trying to find out what I can, trying to get more answers, trying to basically get whoever it is doing this to stop. But someone is throwing screws in the road. On South Main Street, between South Main Street and Narrows Road, somebody is throwing screws down. And some folks all the way up on North Main Street have reported finding screws in the road. I think part of that is if they're in the road, they're probably going to get, you know, moved along as cars bounce them around from the from the um, the air that they cause. You know, the what's the word I'm looking for? You know what I mean? Like the car goes over and the air swooshes around and maybe knocks some of those screws down the road. 
some vehicles might pick them up in the tire but not have them puncture the tire. You know, maybe it gets trapped in the treads and then works its way out a little bit further down the road. Or maybe maybe the screw bandit is just going all the way down to North Main Street and throwing screws out on the road there too. Because you cannot convince me that this is accidental. When Charles Maycomber of the Highway Department told me it's been going on for three weeks now and that he has crews out there multiple times a day, three or four times a day out there cleaning up these screws from the road. This is not somebody just driving by in a truck and they're falling out of a, a rot spot in the bed of the truck or, you know, they doesn't have stuff secured in the back of the truck so it just pops out onto the road. This is not that. This is somebody intentionally throwing screws in the road. And as John called in earlier and mentioned, John is a truck driver. He knows about the types of tires that these trucks have. And as he said, these screws aren't going to do anything to those trucks, but they are going to do something to the average vehicle that's driving down the road. So if this per, if the theory about this person is correct, the theory that many residents have, that this is just somebody who's upset with the truck traffic on that portion of the road, well, whatever they thought they were going to do by doing this, it's not, it's not serving the purpose. You're not hurting the truckers that you're trying to stop. You're hurting your neighbors and your friends. You're hurting the other residents of the area. You're hurting regular folks just trying to get to work. And the idea being that there's a, an exit down Route 24 that the trucks are supposed to take because that brings them through a less populated area to get to the, like the stop and shop distribution center, some of the other industrial businesses there. But instead, they're taking the exit that actually puts them closer to that. Now, it's probably not intentional. As John mentioned, and as some of the people in the Freetown Facebook groups have mentioned, it's probably that their GPSs are telling them to take that exit. Because by traffic, you know, by the, as the crow flies, as they say, as the, you know, a, a, just a, a look at the traffic on balance, that would be the way that you would want to go. You would want to go the shorter route to get to where you're going. Why would you go and exit down and have to loop back? That doesn't make sense to, to Waze or, or any of the other traffic services, traffic GPS services. That wouldn't make sense. But it makes sense because they don't want the trucks traveling through that area. And Waze isn't aware of the fact that, or any other GPS apparently, isn't aware of the fact that they don't want the trucks getting off at that exit. Somebody has to contact them and make them aware of that, which you can do. You can contact those traffic apps and the GPSs, you know, the GPS services, and tell them, we don't want folks coming down this road this is a private road or this is a heavy, heavily populated road and trucks have been advised to go. And if you can just show them the paperwork that shows that, they'll make the change. They don't know because they don't live here, so they can't know until somebody tells them. And by the way, that goes for anything. If, they, if, if you have a, 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 a road that's mispronounced, if you have a road that they're telling you you can go down but it's a one-way and you can't go down, all those little idiosyncrasies that can happen. If you report those to like, I know Waze is especially good about it, they'll, they'll make those changes because it makes a difference. Some people here, you know, the, some people might be using Waze and they might, they might hear Kojeshul, 
Street. And they're like, what? What is cogestasol? They don't realize that it's saying Cogsol. So you can tell them about those changes and they'll make the adjustments. But they have to know about it. So I don't know if the if the trucks that are causing this problem are even doing it intentionally. If you're, if you're a trucker, especially if you're a trucker who pays your own gas, you know, you're not going to want to go down and loop back around. That just doesn't make sense to you. But if you find out that the trucks aren't permitted to drive through that road or they're not supposed to drive through that, that area, well, then you're not going to want to upset people. 508-996-0500 if, if you have encountered that or anything similar. Please give me a call. Let me know. We can certainly talk about that, plus whatever else is on your mind. Uh, tomorrow, being Wednesday, normally it is midweek with the mayor. Uh, I did leave it up to Mayor Mitchell to let us know if he wanted to come on with me in the morning at 8 o'clock or if he wanted to keep his 11 o'clock time and go on with Marcus. So we'll let you know as soon as we know about that. But we want to make sure that you can still hear from the mayor each week one way or the other. And I can tell you that City Council President Linda Morad will continue to join me on the program too. So I think, I want to say that she may be coming on Thursday this week. I'll have to double check. And then if that's the case, I may have also double booked <laughs> with Lieutenant Scott Carolla, who's going to be joining us this week as well. Uh, so we'll we'll figure all that out. We'll figure it all out. But um, that's we want to make sure that you can still hear those segments, whether it be here, whether it be Marcus covering, you know, with the time slot that I was in. We'll make sure that you can still have hear these conversations and have the opportunity to interact uh, with your elected officials. But that's what this is all about, right? We're, we're talking about the issues that matter locally. We're talking about the things that you can only talk about here. You try to call up a Boston station and say, well, I want to talk about the bears that are coming down to the South Coast. I want to talk about the Freetown Screw Bandit. They're going to say, what? I mean, outside of Howie Carr talking about these things, because, of course, we're, we're lucky enough that his executive producer, Taylor Cormier, is a WBSM alumnus and a South Coast guy and pays attention to the South Coast stories. And if they can work them into the Howie Carr show in an entertaining fashion, he always makes sure that they do. But outside of, of Howie talking about these, like, where else are you hearing about this stuff? You might see 30 seconds of bear footage on a Providence station or maybe even a Boston station. But do you think that they're going to be following closely the story of the, the Freetown screw bandit? Actually, they probably will now because I wrote about it. So one of them will see it. And next thing you know, we'll see Channel 10's van down there and all those other stations like down there reporting on this because they just watch us to get their news. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. Good morning. I I tried that sandwich. The pe peanut butter and mayo. <laughs> yes. What did you think? No, I didn't. I didn't care for it. I mean, but if, if you put maybe on one side of the bread with the peanut butter, like a slice of cheese, and some bacon on the other side with the mayonnaise, it probably wouldn't be too bad. I just don't see the need for the mayonnaise at all. Unless you and or and a little bit of banana on the side with the peanut butter. No, I know. No, you don't. 
Well, for, <laughs> former, former Sheriff Hodgson commented on the story about it and said, you know, add some sliced bananas. So he's looking at a peanut butter, mayonnaise, and banana sandwich. Yeah, but if you add some bacon and cheese, it'd be better. I mean, by the time you're adding all that stuff, you're just negating the other flavors you're trying to cover up. I know. <laughs> I know. No, I tried it, but I tried it on a hot dog roll because I didn't really want a big sandwich of it. But um, And then I, also on that, I thought, now those truck drivers, the truck drivers that go down that road in Freetown, are they on their way to work, like to stop and shop? That, they're the probably, probably deliveries or, you know, they're probably bringing things to stop and shop or picking up from stop and shop maybe it's a, um a disgruntled worker that used to work there that's Not that's there. that's a theory that's been floated that it might be oh, you really? know, specifically oh. targeting uh those who are going to stop and shop that it, w- it doesn't oh. matter to them if it's a truck or if it's a if it's a car but if that's the case why wouldn't they do it closer you know just to the stop and shop entrance not along know. the whole road people are so weird i don't know ridiculous that's true i've been watching for the bears because i love bears <laughs> i do well, just make I sure you nobody keep, hurt. I hope nobody distance. hurts them. Keep a distance. Mm-hmm. Don't get too close. Oh, no. No, no, no. No, I would, no I'm not. No, I have a lot of woods behind my house over here, and and we have a fence around the yard because we have the two dogs, but um, they're not small dogs. I mean, the lab weighs about 150 pounds. I don't think the bear would go. Try to get you. He won't even move for me to get into the other room if he's laying there. <laughs> well, my, but, I, I have a friend. His name is John Tenney. He, he is an animal lover. He's a vegetarian. He doesn't eat animals. He mm-hmm. loves all animals, and his, his all he wants is a bear to be his friend. And so yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to text him and be like, "Well, we've got a bear here. If you want to, you know, try and train him, it's up to you." But I don't think it's gonna work out for you. Oh, they are they're so cute. I, I love them. I've tried bear meat before. What, was was the bear still uh, attached mm-hmm. to it at the time? Or no, no, okay. it, no. It was, but it, but it was very. It, it tastes like pot roast. Yeah, call, like you a, said, made it. A caller yesterday said that it's um it's oily. Is that is yeah, that was that yeah. your experience? Yeah, yeah, it was tasty. She made it like um she baked it in the oven, but it was oily. But I I mean, but it, it tastes just like pot roast. It was very tasty, but you know, it was it was kind of greasy, but it was it wasn't bad. Well, I I would but, like to try bear sometime, but I don't I don't want anybody to have to like kill the South Coast bear for me to try it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't know where I don't know where. It, I think they went to New Hampshire for this or something. So it wasn't down here. Well, anyway, it wasn't here. But uh, anyway, but well, I just hope no stupid, you know, these some of these hunters go crazy over this now. And uh, I don't and, know. and I and I hope nobody tries to get it so that they can make a peanut butter bear and mayonnaise sandwich. <laughs> oh, don't give me that idea. Uh, that'd no. just be too much. <laughs> no, I know. All right, well, All right you have a good you. day. Take thank it easy. You, bye. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. And, yeah, the uh, the peanut butter and mayonnaise sandwich story, uh, it's still getting some mixed reactions. Uh, there are a lot of people who are for it, a lot of people who are dead set against it, and a lot of people who have come up with even stranger combinations, many of which involve mustard. Mustard is apparently the weird thing that people bring into a lot of different foods. So... Maybe if you're going to have a bear sandwich, maybe you have to put some mustard on it as well. All right, why don't we take a break? We'll be back in a few moments. 508-996-0500 or hit us up on App Chat on the WBSM. Welcome 
back in 508-996-0500. We're in a few moments. We're going to be going into the newsroom with Kate Robinson. And then on the other side, we will talk more with you. And a reminder that uh, Marcus Farrow will be on following this program. I'm not sure if he has Chris in with him all week or, uh, you know, when Chris is available. But um, I certainly love hearing them in that time slot. Like the old days, right? That's the time slot that Chris was on before he got sick. And hearing him back in the daytime, not that they weren't great at night, too. They're awesome at night. But hearing them in the morning and being able to have their humor carry you out through the day. My, the favorite, my favorite part of the conversation yesterday was when they were talking about bear truthers. The people who were, they knew that the bears were here, no matter what the government was telling them. No matter what Mass Wildlife said, they knew the bears were here. The bear truthers. My favorite part was probably uh, when they were talking about SNL and the land shark skit. Yes, Jason's yeah. favorite too. Jason Excellent. loves land land shark. Yep, it's a so, great great skit. It's why it's I never absurdist. I never answer the door when somebody's offering a candy gram. Of course, because yeah. I I know I know it's the land shark. Even if they claim to be just a dolphin, it's still <laughs> not safe. <laughs> So one of the one of the classic bits of of early SNL, and I love SNL in all its incarnations. I know Chris does too. Mm-hmm. So people love to bash it today, but it's it's it, it, people always say the the general rule of thumb is the funniest SNL ever was to you was when you were in high school. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, absolutely, so. yeah. Which for you would have been what two years ago? <laughs> well, thank you for that, but no, two uh, thousands. Yeah. So you're right. the the Jimmy Fallon, Tina Fey era. Mm-hmm. Classic, yeah. And also, there was that great resurgence when the Lonely Island guys started doing their digital shorts. Yes, that was fantastic. Although well. the the Please Don't Destroy guys are pretty good too. Please don't destroy. I don't know if I you, you don't you don't watch SNL anymore. No. Oh, you have to you have to check out the Please Don't Destroy videos. They're very funny. Okay. And they have a guy who does a great. Trump impression. Mm-hmm. It's not like Alec Baldwin's where it's like mean spirited. Like this is just very much like stream of consciousness. Like they put up the little rundown of all the topics that he's going on. Mm-hmm. Like he was on Pardon the Interruption or something. So okay. anyway, all right, let me get into the newsroom uh, or throw it back into the newsroom to Kate Robinson. President Biden says the latest debt ceiling talks with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy were productive. In a statement, Biden noted that Monday's meeting at the White House was, quote, about the need to prevent default and avoid a catastrophe for our economy. While there are areas of disagreement, he said leaders and staff will, quote, continue to discuss the path toward a bipartisan deal. The Secret Service says a vehicle crash near the White House may have been intentional. Officers detained a U-Haul driver last night after the truck slammed into security barriers on the north side of Lafayette Square. According to the U.S. Park Police, he was arrested on multiple charges, including threatening to kill, kidnap or harm a president, vice president or family member. South Carolina Senator Tim Scott is officially running for president. Trey Thomas reports. The Republican made the announcement Monday morning from his hometown of North Charleston. And I'm running for president of the United States of America. Scott, who is the only black Republican in the Senate, is vying to be the first African-American to win the GOP nomination for president. I'm Trey Thomas. A super typhoon is threatening the U.S. territory of Guam. The Pacific Islands governor warned residents of a 
possible direct hit from Super Typhoon Mawar as it strengthened into a dangerous Category 4 storm in the Pacific Tuesday. The storm is forecast to intensify to Category 5 strength before making landfall Wednesday with the eye of the storm set to pass over the island. Former President Trump will make a virtual appearance today in a Manhattan court in his criminal fraud case. Trump has pleaded not guilty to more than 30 counts of falsifying business records. His appearance is scheduled to make sure he understands he's not allowed to share any evidence shared by the district attorney on social media. This week marks one year since the mass shooting at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas. A gunman took the lives of 19 children and two teachers inside a fourth grade classroom. The criminal investigation over the hesitant police response to the shooting is still ongoing. Many families of the victims are inviting people from all over the world to join them in a candlelight vigil on Wednesday evening. Today, the Los Angeles City Council will vote on whether to accept the donation of a controversial robot dog to be used by the LAPD. Daniel Martindale has more. The vote has already been delayed twice since early March. The Los Angeles Police Foundation is offering to donate the robot dog, which is valued at about $278,000. LAPD representatives say the device will only be used in SWAT or hazardous material situations or search and rescue operations. It's able to open doors and get into areas not accessible to aerial drones. I'm Daniel Martindale. A California father is dead after being hit by a car while helping a family of ducks cross the road. The incident took place in front of horrified onlookers in Rockland, located 22 miles from Sacramento. Police are still investigating the fatal accident and the man's identity has not been released. In sports, the Lakers are out and the Denver Nuggets have punched their ticket to the NBA Finals for the first time ever. The Nuggets came back from a 15-point halftime deficit to take down Los Angeles 113-111 to in Game 4 of the Western Conference Finals at Crypto.com Arena. The Nuggets advanced to face either the Miami Heat or Boston Celtics in the Finals. Game four of the Eastern Conference Finals is tonight at 8.30. And everyone will be watching to see if the Celtics can beat the Heat. Miami leads the series 3-0. And the Red Sox lost 2-1 to the Los Angeles Angels last night. They'll try again tonight. Now for a look at your local forecast from ABC6. We're going to be warming up nicely today. This high-pressure system is in place, and that's going to allow us for nice, pleasant temperatures today and tomorrow. For today, we're going to reach a high in the mid-60s. Overnight tonight, about 40 degrees. And for tomorrow, even warmer, high of 67. But in the evening time, we do have some quick-passing evening scattered showers with a cold front that's going to move through to dip our temperatures down a bit for Thursday. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. Right now it is 54 degrees and sunny. I'm Kate Robinson for WBSM News. Stay up to date with WBSM, New Bedford's news talk station. And get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. WBSM, News Talk 1420. Thought I'd pull out the retro jingle there. Very cool. Yeah, that's uh, that's from our 50s night catalog. Excellent. So not that it goes that far back. That was actually the jingle that they used to use when I first started working here. You're kidding. Yeah, like way back in uh, 2002. Wow. So uh, when when I first started here, it was um, it was a lot different sounding. Mm-hmm. You know, it was more, it's, it sounded like it 
hadn't really been refreshed in a while. Yeah, but it does sound very retro as in like mid-20th century. So, so 2000s, that's I, nuts. Last year when we compiled the 50s night playlist, I dropped that in to be the, the imaging for that because I thought it fit that style of radio more. Absolutely it does. And we are planning on bringing that back again for 50s night this year. So uh, when it does happen... We will uh, have that. It's, of course, going to be the third July, third Thursday in July. And uh, the plan right now is for us to do another night of 50s music all night long. Very cool. So hopefully it'll be something that uh, all of you out there will enjoy. I know that last year I got a lot of compliments about it, and people all kept saying, why don't you guys play more music all the time? Like, well, we had to get all kinds of special permissions just to do it for one <laughs> night. So, And also, don't you want to hear us talk to you? I mean... Music is great. <laughs> as, as, as much as I would like to be that, that 1950s DJ, yeah. the stacks of wax, the platters that matter. Like, I'd love to be Ooh, that guy. Very nice. But I don't I don't think that that's the direction the WBSM will be going in anytime soon. I mean, you could still put do that voice for your morning show. I, I always thought that I would use that voice in, yeah. in, in radio, but because I used to do that when I was a kid because I wanted to be a booth announcer. Uh -huh. That was my whole dream. I wanted to be the guy like on Channel 56. You, they probably didn't even have booth announcers when you were watching TV as a kid, not that you watched much. But like on Channel 56, they would have like they're, they're coming out of the commercial, uh, the cartoons for the, the kids in the afternoon, and they're going into the evening programming, and the announcer would come on and say, Tonight on Three's Company, Jack gets into trouble when Chrissy comes home and finds him in bed with Janet. Three's Company, followed by Who's the Boss? Like, that <laughs> no, would be the I person. I don't remember that. And so I wanted to be that guy. Yeah, wow. But unfortunately, they did away with those because they didn't need them anymore because they started putting guides on the TV that you could just press the button and see what was coming up next. Sure, yeah. I think they... Did they not still kind of have them for, like, late-night shows, you know, introducing people? Oh, sure. Like, late-night shows have announcers and all of that, yeah. yeah. But this was somebody who just worked at the radio, at the TV station, mm -hmm. and they would introduce, like, the movies that were coming up. Yeah. Or And, uh, in fact, Dana Hersey, who does the intro for the Howie Carr Show, he's the guy that used to be the Ch Channel 38 booth announcer. And a booth announcer was never just that. He always had multiple other jobs. Of course. Most of the time they played whoever the children's show host was at that station so okay. you might have been the guy announcing all the shows but you were also playing bozo the clown <laughs> wow which also would have fit me too yeah. i think all right jack of all trades so yeah anyway so now i get to be your wbsm booth announcer so uh we'll maybe maybe i'll even do some of that during 50s night this year maybe i'll put in some of that stuff excellent you have to do the voice though i probably will not oh it, it's on. good in short doses <laughs> Okay. You know, right now it's 53 degrees in New Bedford. Like it only lasts so long before I just run out of gas or run oh, out of things to say. Too bad. So. All right. Well, we, let's get back into some of the topics that we have been discussing today. We've been talking about bears, bears on the South Coast. You want that in the radio voice? Oh, my God, there's bears taking over the South Coast because we've seen them now in Taunton, Mansfield, Asonet, Fall River, Dartmouth, New Bedford. So you can read more about them and you can see video at WBSM.com and on the app of the bear in New Bedford. But we're also talking about this story out of Freetown where someone is throwing screws in the road. And here it is, you know, it's still early. It's 840 in the morning, but I have not heard back yet from the Freetown Police Department. Let me double check. 
Nothing yet from the Freetown Police Department about what is going on and how they are investigating this. Because this has been ongoing now for three weeks, according to Charles Maycomer of the Highway Department. For three weeks, he's been collecting these screws from off the side of the road or in the middle of the road and sending crews out multiple times a day to do this. So avoid that area if you can. Avoid the South Main Street to Narrows Road, Route 79 area around the, 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 the Stop and Shop distribution center. If you don't have to drive through that area, don't do it. Especially if you were on a motorcycle or if it costs you more than 50 bucks to get a used tire at one of the local used tire places. I go to used tire warehouse. I get all my tires there. It's like I think it's like 60 bucks a tire now. And they always find you ones that are pretty close to new. But I don't want to spend 60 bucks if I don't have to. And then go down that same road again and have to spend 60 bucks a week later. Which is what's actually going on with some people who are driving through there. And there are still some people in town based on the comments in the Freetowners Facebook group who refuse to believe that there's actually somebody doing this intentionally. Despite all the evidence that this has to be a vandal. That's the word for it, a vandal. Because somebody is doing this intentionally and causing significant damage. This isn't an accident. This isn't somebody just being unaware that there are nails falling, uh, screws falling out of their, their vehicle. This is somebody spreading them out on the road with the intention of popping tires. And if you're not taking that seriously, think about this. How would you feel if you were driving down the road and someone was on the side of the road throwing rocks at cars and smashing windows? As a person was driving, wouldn't you be outraged by that? Wouldn't you demand that the police be there monitoring this area until this person is found or until they until they give up and stop acting stupid? I would think so, right? This is the same idea. It's stupid. It's vandalism and it's dangerous. And I think that there's probably some people in town who don't live in that area, don't have to travel through it every day, who are saying, well, what's the big deal? And I do think that there are some people maybe who even live in that area who are secretly happy if it means that the trucks will go through their, you know, go by their house less and redirect their route the way they're supposed to. But we shouldn't allow vandalism, dangerous vandalism to happen to prove that point. Prove that point by having an officer be down there and flag down the trucks that take that route and say, I'm sorry, you're supposed to go to the next exit. Or more signage on the highway. Or contacting the GPS services like Waze and asking them to to put up a notice that says, you know, Trucks take the next exit. I, I don't think it would take a, a, a lot of effort 
on the part of the state legislature to push for MassDOT to put up a sign on the highway there that says no trucks. And there may be one there. I don't know. I've never really paid attention enough. But maybe no trucks would take care of that. Certainly more than handfuls of screws multiple times a day taking out regular folks, hardworking folks, just trying to get home, just trying to get to work, who shouldn't have to drop hundreds of dollars on tires for whatever point somebody's trying to prove. 508-996-0500. You know, a house is a home, but a home is only as good as the physical structure that is around it. And nobody takes better care of your home than Precision Window and Kitchen Incorporated in New Bedford. They've been doing it for a long time. They've been doing all the jobs that the other guys say are just too small or just too big. No matter what it is, they do it all, everything in between. Why? Because they care about you. They care about protecting you, your family, and the investment that you've made into your home. That may be something like around this time of year needing to just replace window screens, but also maybe around this time of year needing to replace your roof. Maybe you want to get some vinyl siding up on your home to make it a little bit easier to clean this summer. They can do that as well. No job too big. Again, no job too small. You want windows that are more efficient? Now that you're going to be turning on the air conditioning, you don't want to be paying to air condition the outside, right? So they can take care of those windows. They create their own double pane windows right there in their workshop, right behind the showroom at 1111 Cushion Avenue. So find out about all the great things that they offer. Just go to precisionwindowandkitchen.com. You can find out about all their great services, all their great products, or stop in the showroom again on 1111 Cushion Avenue and talk with them about some of the great things that they can do for you. Precisionwindowandkitchen.com or 1111 Cushion Avenue in New Bedford. Precision Window and Kitchen Incorporated. They have been doing it long enough to know every little thing that can go wrong, and they know how to make it right. So check them out, and let me know how it works out for you. I'm going to take my final break. We'll be back in a few moments. And welcome back in. We have a special guest joining us for the last few minutes of the program. We have three-time Super Bowl champion, former New England Patriots lineman Joe Andrewsy here with us. Good morning, Joe. How are you? I'm good. Good morning to you, you and everybody out there. Welcome down to the South Coast, and uh, we're, we're having a bit of a bear problem lately. You you I played heard. against bears, but these are a different kind of bear, so way different. I don't want to uh, play with them, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll stick to uh, running away from them. <laughs> but, but you're down here for a great reason, of course. The Joe Andrewsy Foundation celebrating your 15th anniversary. This is a, an organization that has helped out uh, numerous families that are dealing with cancer, uh, not only from a financial perspective, but also just making life a little bit better for them. Yeah, well, a big part of it is the financial toxicity of cancer, and people sometimes forget about that. Myself, I was battling cancer, forced to retire in 2007, and I had, we had means. And 10 years in the NFL, you know, I got paid well for it and was able to uh, fight it without thinking of the bills. And I had a great caretaker, my wife, Jen. So uh, we had four kids at that time. We now have five. But uh, we had, you know, kids taken care of, but our life was turned upside down. We had to move drastically. It was all um, about a week and a half from one doctor to a week and a half later, flying here to Boston and meeting with my doctor, telling me uh, I was already stage four, Burkitt's lymphoma. We're starting chemo tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. And 
you know, everything was uh, turned upside down. And for myself, I didn't worry about anything but my uh, family and, you know, how to take this head on and, you know, fight for my life. So. so you know what these families are going through when they get that devastating news, but also just the ancillary things that you don't think about. You're just focused on getting better. Yes. You're not thinking about, well, what's going to happen when these bills start to roll in or how are we going to deal with missing work and all of these other things that happen? Well, that was, that's a big issue, and it's uh, financial toxicity of cancer that's not talked about a lot of times. And they say 50% of cancer patients become bankrupt after a cancer battle, and that, that's scary. And nobody plans for cancer nobody puts you know starts a bank account for a illness fund you know nobody does that and you know it's, it's scary when you think about it because when you're told that word or you're told any type of disease it shuts you down but then you gotta you know turn that switch and flip that switch and you know fight back and figure out how you're gonna take this head on how you're gonna move forward and you know that's how we spread the word with uh, the joe andrewsy foundation and you know, helping uh, with those home end bills that are uh, forgotten about. You know, medical bills can be put on payment plans and, you know, we're there to step in and pay some uh, of your home end bills, mortgage, rent, utilities, uh, along with uh, possibly giving somebody a ride to and from an appointment uh, with our lift program. We also have a uh, food security program because people shouldn't choose between buying food for their family or buying their medicine. You know, some extraordinary needs, uh, funds are... For people that end up in a wheelchair and need a wheelchair ramp, something like that, and we also have some a lot of a lot of fun taking patients out for different outings. Called we call it upbeat outings, and staying up being positive is uh, one of the hardest things you can do through any disease or any battle, or especially cancer. And you know, keeping that smile. I tell patients all the time, keep smiling every day, tell jokes, and uh, laughter is that best medicine that's out there. It releases those endorphins that helps you heal. Well, and that's part of what you're down here on the South Coast for today is you're on a tour to go and visit some of these centers and to talk with the folks that are there. Yes, uh, we started in uh, Rhode Island a month ago. Uh, this is 15-year anniversary for us, so we're here in Massachusetts now. We started uh, with the Woo Sox on Sunday and kicked it off and here today to uh, come down and visit St. Anne's and uh, Fall River and Dartmouth and, you know, spread those smiles and, you know, have some fun and just say thank you to the doctors, the nurses, the social workers, and, uh, you know, put a smile on some patients' faces and take some photos and maybe, you uh, know, we'll have some diamonds with me with the <laughs> <laughs> with some rings I have in my pocket or, uh, you know, it, uh, you know, it goes a long way because it, it, in, they enjoy it for the moment, but it lasts, you know, they're going to take pictures and they're going to send it to their family. They're going to rub it in their faces and <laughs> tell them, look who came and uh, visited me with, uh, you know, his Super Bowl rings today or gave me, I got a signed picture for, uh, from him and the foundation and they, they're the ones who helped me or stuff like that. It's just, uh, very rewarding for us at the foundation. It reflects to me, my wife, Jen, and our whole, whole staff and board and all of our sponsors and constituents out there. And and really that that little bit of sunshine in that day when they're dealing with so many other heavy things can make all the difference in the world. Oh yeah, it's huge because it will release a little bit of that burden uh, that you know, especially the caretaker. You know, I know my wife was my caretaker, my number one nurse, and you know she uh, really stepped up. And she tells people, you don't think you just react, you just go at it. And you know, and some nights she barely slept. I mean, she would stay with me. Whether I was uh, sick, throwing up in the hospital, uh, or um, 
and then sometimes wake up early so the kids can wake up to her being there. Sure. And go home with the kid for the kids and, you know, vice versa. And then when she wasn't there, she be there for the kids at the time. So Yeah, you're still a mom, too. We, we have about yeah. 30 seconds here. Tell people how they can learn more about the Joe Andrewsy Foundation. Go right to your website uh, or right to your computer. Go to joeandrewsyfoundation.org. Many uh, different things you can get involved in, but we'll be around uh, all week in Massachusetts and ending it at the greatest bar in Boston. If you want to come out and join us, uh, we'll have some fun that night. All right. Well, again, thank you for joining us for a few moments, and thank you for coming down to the South Coast and spreading some smiles and some good times. 